0: Yeah, you have to do our intro, because you do it. Cool. Hello, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Podcast. I'm Chris Baca, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, Mr. Jared Truby. Hey! And with us today, we have the current United States Barista Champion and co-owner of the always delicious G&B Coffee and Go Get Em Tiger in Los Angeles, California, Mr. Charles Babinski. Hello, Charles. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Charles, uh, I'm pretty sure most people listening to this know who you are, but... For those that don't, give us the quick rundown. Who are you and what do you do? Well,
1: I'm Charles Babinski. I am the uh, co-owner of two coffee shops in Los Angeles, California. One is called GMB Coffee, and one is called Go Get 'Em Tiger. I'm also the reigning. Oh, Shows you're Brewster that championship. Reigning yes, you are champion.
2: He's reigning champion of the America. Second in the
0: world. Second in the world. Second in the world. I mean, that's yeah. a big
2: deal, my friend. That is a big deal. <laughs> He's all I want to it's, be. it's pretty fantastic. It's fantastic.
0: Let's let's clear this up uh, just right away. G and B Coffee. Go get him, Tiger. Two different names. Yep. What's the story behind that?
1: Well, when we were starting out, we we wanted to have one company that was a representation of us. Right. It's our last names, Glanville and Babinski. It is, you know, it's it's an opportunity to try interesting things do stuff that's kind of R and D and and figure it out as we go and follow our, our interests and passions, uh, even if they might not always work out, you know? And so having a place that's a little bit more rough, uh, a little bit more eclectic, Mm -hmm. uh, but we also wanted to have a, a, an opportunity for something that was always going to be accessible, always going to be about having like a finished product that we wanted to share with people. So, uh, having those two different shops and those two different concepts or ideas, uh, allows us to take advantage of every opportunity that we have. You know, if, if we, if sharing good coffee means having something that everybody can get into and that's always going to be accessible, there's go get them tiger. Mm-hmm. And if sharing great coffee means something that is a little bit more out there or a little bit more interesting, or, you know, a little bit more of a representation of what we were super excited about at the time was
2: GMB. Oh, that's actually interesting for me because uh, I'd go to both and I find them both great, but I didn't know that that was the specific focus. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Awesome.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll see how things go over time. I mean, it's, right. it's been an evolution and uh, we're about to open up a second uh, Go Get Them Tiger uh, probably uh, later this year. Congratulations! And I think that will have a big impact as well yeah. on like what it what it means what a go get him tiger is mm-hmm. versus a GMB. Oh uh, yeah. You know we've we've talked in the past about like having GMB be kind of like a mile marker in our evolution of what we what we think. So maybe the next GMB comes in you know three four years and it's something completely different than the GMB that we have right now. Okay.
2: So who? two brand interpretations. Yeah.
0: Rad. That's awesome. Um, who is Kyle Glanville? <laughs> Kyle Let's Glanville. Let's talk about Kyle for a second.
1: Kyle Glanville is uh, a great guy, a uh, very, like an incredibly capable barista and just like coffee, uh, what would be the the word? Like uh, He's the empire builder, right? Mm. He's the guy who is, uh, he was at Intelligentsia before, uh, which is where I met him. And he was uh, one of the bigger forces behind intelligentsia in uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. and uh, one of the, the big forces behind those shops the the Silver Lake the Venice and the Pasadena shops yeah and uh, Kyle as a person is very opinionated he is very uh, passionate but he's uh, I think for for somebody who's as opinionated he's incredibly, Patient and thoughtful about how everything gets executed. Mm. So you know it's a it's a perfect person for a business partner because he is all about the finished product. He's all about uh, you know what it practically takes to get something good done.
2: Yeah, he's like the operations visionary guy. Yeah, rad. So it's a good it's a good team partnership. So would you like so how your roles play out right so he's the empire builder yeah, yeah. visionary operations guy right well, and then you kind of play uh, what part do you play
1: so so uh Kyle is the you know designing opening up coffee shops gotcha uh the yeah a lot of the the operational stuff uh I'm the the coffee the training the service the yep.
2: menu uh everything like that the turmeric the turmeric yeah you create drinks yeah yeah that's part of it <laughs> Patrick Milroy who's sitting in. Who, who again? What's thinks, what's turmeric? What's turmeric? It's an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> it's healthy. Yeah, bro. Yeah. No, but I
0: mean, what does that have to do with coffee?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, we're here now. I guess Charles is crea- creates drinks. He's a creative uh, mind, and I've actually wanted to try this thing. And I see it. It's uh, there's a turmeric beverage that you created.
1: Oh yeah, we have a uh, so so we have an almond macadamia milk that we make right. uh, in the shops, and it has been one of the it's it's turned into sort of the one of the cornerstones of what we do because yeah. it's so popular, and you know it's it's a lot of work. We make it every day because y- you kind of have to, and uh, from that we have you know made almond macadamia cappuccinos. We yep. do a nice latte with it that that got a lot of press, uh, and that is probably our most popular drink. And uh, about four or five months ago, I was looking out for other. Trying to think of other drinks to make mm-hmm. with it, so that we could take advantage of the fact that we have this, you know, this incredible thing. And uh, there is a style of drink that goes by a, a few different names. It's it's been around among like health foodie people. Yep. Uh, you know, turmeric tea, golden milk. Um, basically, it's it's turmeric, ginger, spices, and usually a nut milk. Okay. And so we started uh, putting a drink on the menu that has has, doesn't really have an exact name right now Mm -hmm. uh, because you can call it like the turmeric tonic but that means one thing you can call it turmeric tea but that implies another thing you can say turmeric latte but there's no coffee in it right if you call it golden milk that kind of makes sense but it's kind of (laughs) weird so like golden seal or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah how
0: do you order it if you're a human
1: uh, just uh, the turmeric thing, some people say. Some gotcha. people just refer to it as Toomey or the turmeric situation. Oh. Uh, it's on the menu as turmeric almond macadamia tea.
0: <laughs> I would probably oh. call it the situation. The situation? <laughs> I want that turmeric situation. I literally just
2: picture somebody saying, Toomey, Toomey. <laughs> it's super weird. Um, when did G&B open? When did you go get him Tiger open? G&B opened about two years ago, a couple of weeks
1: ago, Nice. As of a couple of weeks it was two years old. Okay. Uh so late May. And uh Go Get em, Tiger is about to hit its two year anniversary in a little over a week.
2: So they opened fairly close together.
1: Yeah, within like three and a half weeks. That How was that a hell of a month. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> that, was a, that was a hell of a year, yeah. That first year was insane. And it you know <clears throat> it was never planned to go that like that. Like yeah. we had every intention of having it be a stepped thing, but mm-hmm one thing happened quicker than we thought. And one thing happened a little bit slower than we thought. And they ended up happening right about the same time. Yep. But it's like, you know, rip the bandaid off, it get went. it over.
0: Like. Talk about, this is crazy for me to think about, but talk about just getting it done. So you and Kyle were working for Intelligentsia <laughs> yep. in Los Angeles, and then you're going to do this new thing and you didn't have a, like a proper shop right away. You guys were operating yeah. out of squirrel kitchen. Talk about that transition a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, I I don't think there is any way that we could have properly conceptualized what it meant to start a business mm. until we had, had done it. And, you know, what our ideas were evolved quite a bit over time. Mm-hmm. Like we left and weren't 100% sure what we were, you know, what the first thing was going to be and we ended up having this opportunity to do a pop-up in Squirrel which was opening and that lasted for 7 months and through that we were able to work out uh you know these two leases and you know Kyle had experience opening up coffee shops with Intelligentsia, mm-hmm. so that helped quite a bit yep. and go get them tiger you know it was a pop- proper build out yep uh G&B, the Grand Central Market, I mean, we, we just went in, uh, we couldn't be, uh, we took over a lease, right? Uh, we couldn't be shut down for too long or we would have to go through the city again, right? Oh. So we wow. were down for, or, you know, that, that mm-hmm. space was down for, I think, eight days. Holy uh, In which case, in, in, in which time we, you know, went in, we tore down what we could tear down, built what we could build. Uh, we did it with like seven grand, uh, threw all the equipment in and just started serving people. So it was, that's amazing. It was just kind of like a mad fevered rush to get open. Right. And once you're open, like you can figure out a lot of stuff and ideally you figure out as much as you can before you open. Of course. But man, just, just being open and, and getting it going is, is the biggest deal. Yeah.
2: Being against the gun like that probably would have been pretty well, obviously intense, but fun maybe For, for me. It's like, I mean, you have no choice, right? So psychotic. do you like just put it? Yeah, psychotic. But then you're like, I mean, for me, I'm like, well, I'm I'm doing it. Like I have no choice. So what do we do? Like how do we yeah. do this? <laughs> like we're gonna open.
0: I also feel like in some way, at least for me, this is how I viewed it from the outside. Is it was like a, this is a little bit of like a breath of fresh air. There's two guys who just love coffee and doing stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna do it. They're gonna yes. open it up and find success with it in the era of. Million dollar build outs and yeah. like teams of designers. Not that there's anything wrong with that stuff, but I mean, I would say like
1: we we love coffee, right? But I think more than anything, we love service mm-hmm. and we love like coffee retail. And you know, to do that well, you just need you know, two guys in a bar. So that's that's pretty much what we started with, right. and that's what drove us from to wherever we we've gone.
0: Was it so scary to leave intelligentsia nah, no no
1: not 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 for me I mean it was uh, i mean I, I I think i'm I'm a little bit atypical in the sense that I've never really labored over that sort of stuff <clears throat> when an opportunity's been presented to me, I kind of know if I'm gonna do it or not, even if it's like stupid or dumb or or you know oh yeah, terrifying, so it's just like you know when when Kyle brought up the idea of opening up a shop or you know striking out and doing our own thing, it was like, "Oh, oh yeah, all right, yeah mm-hmm. that's that's the thing I'm gonna do, <laughs> you know <laughs> oh well, well, if that's the case, I'm not gonna stick around here, you know, right, yeah. no,
2: I get that I mean, um, in a similar way when when the opportunity came to go to Verve, it was literally snap decision. It was like, yeah. do you want to go and do this thing and it was like, yes, yeah. i that's what I'm supposed to do, yeah, I know, and when it was time to go from verb it was the same thing no that's yeah no, that's right there's some things came together it's time to go do something different and i've totally identified with that that's kind of cool
1: yeah and you and you get to you know you, you step into this whole other world and this whole new adventure and you get to find out what it means mm-hmm. like i can look back on opening up a business i can look back on all of the things that have happened in the past three years uh and i'm all the wiser for it but there's no way i could have any of that understanding or wisdom before actually doing
2: it and that's perfectly fine right did you feel confident uh there's something we've kind of talked to um, we talked to Ian about and we just kind of mentioned uh, Ian Levine in one of our previous episodes. We talked about people not giving themselves enough credit. Like, you know, for instance, you were like I'm going to go do this and I'm going to learn and I'm I'm going to accomplish, right? At least that was I I assume. I feel like that's what you were talking about and I feel like a lot of people in our industry have been afraid or made to believe that for whatever reason they can't yeah, you, you like you just can't do it, and the the reality is, everybody who once started a business didn't know anything, and they said, "Well, I'm going to start a business," or they knew yeah. some things, but you know they didn't know at all as much as they could have known. Yeah, and, 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 and starting a business is the best way to learn
1: because right. when you're when it's your business, you have no other option but to learn. Right, and you know you just have to have to do it the best that you can. Yeah,
2: yeah. so would you? I mean, essentially, say to other people listening. You are good enough. You're smart enough, and <laughs> doggone it, people like you. Yeah,
1: definitely. And if if you're talking about coffee retail, like right. You, it's just it's just a matter of being like nice to people and being there. And like, coffee retail is one of the the great things where if you're willing to work sixteen hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> you know, serving people coffee and you know being patient and kind and nice, it'll work out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think some of the fact that I wasn't scared or I had some confidence that it was going to work is because I, I knew that to some degree.
2: Yeah. Um, you guys at, at both shops have pretty great employees. Yeah. How, do, um, how do you go about finding them or do they find you and, um, you know, what's the process there?
1: I, I, you know, I mean, this is something that we've talked about a lot. We've thought about a lot. I think, I think we do spend a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus on uh, hiring Mm -hmm. and just making sure that we we hire well but from previous experience and uh, just just intuition I mean it I feel like it's one of those things where if things are going good good things keep going Mm. and as long as you can keep the sort of uh, uh, rotten eggs or you know Mm -hmm. the bad apples out of the uh, out of the shops then things will keep going well Mm -hmm. like if you've got a place like if you have a coffee shop where everybody is engaged everybody's treating each other with respect you know it's got that hum to it Mm -hmm. people walk in good people walk in and they say i could totally work here yep and then those people show up to interview and you're like oh my god you're an amazing person you should work here and it perpetuates it yeah when it's a coffee shop full full of people being disparaging or mean or like sort of kicking each other's shins the people who walk in and are like, oh, I could work here, are people who are like that. Mm. It perpetuates it.
0: Do you vet all of those people yourself still at this point? Yeah. Like you meet all the hires one-on-one, and th- yeah. they know Charles, and they know Kyle probably before they get a job.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we, interview, uh, we interview everybody. Nice.
2: Wise. Wise. Got to yeah. get the culture fits. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, let's step not necessarily away from coffee, per se, but you... One usbc you went to wbc in seattle but like what's 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 in charles life like like what's the life outside of maybe g&b and things i mean you've got a lot going on
1: yeah th- there hasn't been a whole lot of life outside of G&B <laughs> and things up until recently uh but i literally a week ago got married
2: yeah uh, Woo! Which what I'm talking about ding, ding. absolutely
1: amazing yep uh there is a baby. what's her name oh uh her name is natalie great and gal. uh she was I met her because she was a customer at mm, uh, at nice. Squirrel at the pop up a long time ago. Beautiful. So uh, good things because of GMB in my life, and um, we have a baby on the way. So yeah, that I'll will be ahead. coming later this year, and yeah, I mean that's that's like a lot. Yeah, it's that plus fantastic. the shops, and it's been uh, it's been a weird year because pretty much from the beginning of the year. I knew exactly what was going to happen, mm. and it's just been getting to ride that roller coaster through competitions, the wedding, and the baby. Where was the wedding? Uh, the wedding was in the Berkshires, okay, uh, in Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: I've never been out that way. It's Anybody very green? here? Yeah, never been there. It's very green. I've, I've been there. I'm yeah? unfamiliar.
0: Well, it's it's green. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's 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 awesome, and it's it's been a uh, it's been it's been intense and it's a lot, but it's exciting. And I think in the same way that we talk about, like opening up a coffee shop and, you know, making that leap, it, you know, actually having done that, you know, when you meet somebody who's just like, clearly the most lovely person, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I get to do all these things with you. You just want to do them. You yeah. know? And you, you want to like jump into that adventure. You want to run in and, and
2: just start making things happen. Rad. Yeah. Well, congratulations! That's really awesome. Thank you. Goodness gracious! Okay, so USBC, mm-hmm. you've done it. You've done great at it. Um, you won this last year. Yeah. Things that people always wonder. So, and and I actually fully wonder this because you won and mm-hmm. you've you've been to the, like to that final tier a bunch. What kind of feedback and, and adjustments have you made? maybe over the years but even more specifically like from this last run like you won USBC but they're not just going to leave you hanging it's not like you did a great job you won don't do anything for WBC just keep it the exact same or did they
1: uh, it's 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 super hard because if you win by definition there's not a whole lot of feedback they can give okay and when you get to that point you are it's 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 really just how it lands okay like there's some general feedback where they can say you know you you know realistically, the judges that you're gonna get at the worlds might not have the same um you know sort of understandings of American culture of uh, coffee mm-hmm. culture uh there might be some issues, especially if the if it's more verbose with having judges who don't speak English as their first language right but but I've you know generally my experience is pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, But overall, it was was small suggestions or, you know, small observations. Yeah. uh, Nothing super big. And, you know, the changes that I made going from the Nationals to the Worlds were relatively minor. And and they were things that I knew that I needed to address. Okay. Um, You know, just from having time with the the routine.
2: Gotcha. Do you feel like uh, there was any, I guess politics I guess is one way to put it but you know it's like the people in the U.S. want you to win and the people in the U.S. who know how the world's you kind of mentioned it right how how they would judge and they would appreciate or not appreciate certain parts of your routine like did they say that like, how did they say the coffee was should or maybe would be different? Like, how they approached the coffee judging? You know, were they like, was it a lightness thing? Was it a... Like, what would have taken it over the top? Yeah, like, what would have taken it over the top? Y- you know, I, 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 I don't know would, how you they saying, approach like, it. like, after the WC? Or no, no, for you, uh, I'm saying, from, yeah, because you said that potentially they, at uh, the worlds, would judge it differently than us in our American culture. So,
1: man, in, in my experience, um, and, and this might have changed over time, I always felt like, uh, especially with my experiences uh, helping out Mike when he competed in the right. Worlds, that the the more conceptual routines had fared better at the Worlds than at the U.S. Okay.
2: Where, That's Mike Phillips, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know who's listening. Mike Phillips.
1: Um so so I I had a feeling that if anything like I was probably on the right track mm. as far as the the WBC stuff goes.
2: I'd forgot that you got to work with with Mike and you did you learn a lot through that? Oh yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Uh, learned a lot about, you know, just experiencing WBC experience competition mm-hmm. and you know, uh, for anybody who knows Mike, like he is a great guy at doing everything that he has to do to to make something cool. Yeah. And he was a, uh, you know, I think he's still kind of the gold standard as far as barista competitors go.
0: hmm Yeah, so Mike, if anybody doesn't know, two time United States barista champion. He's a heavy hitter guy.
2: Yeah. All three porta filters. All, <laughs> All three porta <laughs> filters. Port filters. The Bl- stuff that, that blows minds. <laughs> yeah. It's like three porta
0: filters and then the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right, guys, that was the end of part one of a three-part series with current United States barista champion, Mr. Charles Babinski. To check out the other two, log into iTunes, search for Cat and Cloud Coffee
2: Podcasts. You can find more of our episodes at catandcloud.com. That's C-A-T-A-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com.